Hey, everybody. Mark Augustinelli back here from Beers and Careers. Thanks for coming back. And uh, as always, Beers and Careers is brought to you by the Davis Companies, www.daviscoast.com. That's D-A-V-I-S-C-O-S.com. If you're looking for talent, look no further than the Davis Companies. They are focused on engineering, manufacturing, and IT technical talent. Um, today's guest, Eric Green. Awesome story about someone with a lot on the line, right? Uh, kids with college bills looming, um, a family to support who gets laid off after, um, you know, a good 20, 25 year plus run in corporate America and decides to, um, do what he always wanted to do in regards to, uh, taking the inspiration from the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and working for himself. And his story is phenomenal. He tells us about how he did it and the set of circumstances that allowed him to do it, um, kind of gives you some practical feedback on how to, how to maybe accomplish that in your own life, but also the importance of having a mentor through the process that helped him through. So uh, I'm so pumped for Eric. Um, there's an excellent story, and I hope you can draw inspiration from this as well. Check it out. Eric Green, welcome to Beers and Careers. Thanks. It's got to be Friday somewhere, right? I know. We're on a Monday. Monday. Having a 5.5% start line marathon week. Awesome. I'll be asleep by 7. <laughs> <laughs> Hometown beer. Hometown beer. Love um, it. Before we introduce you a little bit more formally to the audience, we, we generally do a few rapid fire questions. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, what is your favorite drink or cocktail? Uh, so I would say my go to is beer. Is beer. Okay. Yeah. And uh, is this the favorite? You know, I'm pretty easy. Yeah. You know, grew up on Bud Light. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> this is a, like, a step away above. Right. Um, but if I were going to have a cocktail, and it's funny, I talked to my friends about this, that, you know, when we were in our 20s, we drank Captain Morgan and Coke. Yes. And that has kind of stayed as my drink. Okay. And I feel very young about that. Like, it, it makes me feel kind of immature. Like, I should have a scotch or something, but I just don't like it. You play the hits. Yeah, exactly. So Captain and Coke. Captain and Coke. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Got to have a lime. My father-in-law likes a Captain and Ginger. That's good, too. But uh, I'm with you. I had, the, I had the reverse experience. A few too many Captains in no, college. And, uh, yeah. The rum has like, okay, I'd rather yeah. not. That's, <laughs> but, that's peppermint schnapps. <laughs> right? We all have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all have one. Probably more than one. Um, are you a quote guy? Um, yeah, I asked you this, actually. We walked yeah, out of the gym the other day. Yeah, right. we talked about that. Yeah, uh, or any quote that resonates is a better way of saying that. It's Well, it's it's my daughter's playing softball, so we're in softball season now. Okay. And so like, I do think a lot about, like, softball or baseball quotes. Yes. And so, you know, one thing that's really stuck with me over the years is that if you don't take a swing, you're never going to get a hit. Mm. So that's true for her playing softball, and that's true for business or anything else. It's true. So uh, that's that's a big one. Yes. Um, I have a T-shirt that I wear around the gym every so often that says "Next pitch, next play." Mm. That's another good one. Yes. Moving on. Big baseball guy, huh? Well, uh, enough. Yeah, yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not long quotes. The shorter the <laughs> quote, the better I can remember them. <laughs> but those are both very. Uh, Apropos, like the, like the, uh, I feel like in business, the, um, you don't, you don't hit anything you don't swing at is like particularly hard. It's, it's, as a kid, it's easy to swing a bat. In business, yep. it can be hard to pull the trigger. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll get into my story at some point. The analysis yeah, paralysis, the, the, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's, it's hard. I love it. I yep. love it. Those are both good ones. Those yeah. are both really good ones. Are do you, uh, favorite curse word? Are you a cursor or are you, you keep it above the board? I, I was, 
uh, pretty much above the board. I but love I that. find my actually, I was watching some TV show last night with my wife on Netflix, and you know they're like f this, f that all the time, and it made me think like a, I'm feeling old, but <laughs> but b, like wow, I don't say it that much. That's good. You know, like, That's good. Yeah. You didn't have an Italian father. I'm kind of a rats and mices type of guy. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Good around the you are, you are. That I uh, probably need a lesson. Um, first job. <laughs> You'll find this funny since it's beers and careers. My first job was selling beer for Budweiser. No way. Yeah, that was a pinch me. I'm 22 years old and I'm driving the Budweiser van, selling a bunch of different beers to colleges or to or to actually no it was on the north shore of massachusetts okay. like the uh, danvers peabody you know that area and uh so i was working in liquor stores and restaurants and you know selling slang and budweiser yeah selling beer merchandising and you know setting up neon lights and stuff wow. like that yeah i did that for about four years you are the second beers and careers guest that that has been no their first job that's it's a great. The other one, I, the other John. one was this guy by the name of John Smith, and uh, he had something to do where he was also selling it to colleges at the time, like partnering with frats and stuff, because it was that time where it was. It seems like a slippery slope, to right? It. Yeah, right. I mean, in twenty twenty three, it's hard to believe you could do that. In twenty, yeah, for sure. You know, it's just, it's like a throwback. Era, yeah, but. it doesn't seem good, but hey, yeah, but it's, hey, it's it probably worked a big out. business. It worked out. Um, yeah. Lastly, favorite book. Or a favorite book. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's actually easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Ah. We're going to get into that, too. By Mr. Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. I was going to say Robert, but I always yep. butcher his last you were there. name. I just talked to my parents over the weekend about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Did you? Yeah. Interesting. I think it because they were we were having the uh, my mom was like, "What do you think of Dave Ramsey?" Mm. And I like him. Yep. But I don't like him as much as I like Richard. Robert. Robert. I'm sorry, yep. Robert. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. I, I just feel like it's the it's the only book that I have read twice. Ah, no way. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, then let's dive in. I want like, can yep. you give people maybe uh, the Reader's Digest? I uh, Mark knew Mark knows Eric from the gym. Full disclosure: we live in the same town, mm -hmm. and you, I knew when you left your corporate role because yep. of in recruiting, we connected a little bit. Yep. And then one day you were like, "I made a serious pivot." I did. And then and then some time went on, and we yeah. reconnected. And I was like, "We should probably be telling the story." So I uh, I try are. to stay as ignorant as possible, actually, before the podcast, as I mentioned to you, because so it's interesting. So it's interesting to me. Um, <laughs> selfish, and I'm sorry, but I I'm, I'll admit it. Um, so yeah, give people like. Where, where you went from Budweiser, and you don't have to get into all the dirty details, but just yeah. like the 50,000-foot view, and then let's dive into it. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, Budweiser for the first four years, uh, which my parents hated. You know, they, they went to college, and they're like, you're selling beer, and you're working in liquor stores. Yeah. You know, looking back, like, Budweiser's a pretty good company, right? You know, as a bush, Phen not bad. Phenomenal, really. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, they... Also, they, pretty recession-proof. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, but they kind of planted the seed that it wasn't yeah. like a career move for me. Um, that job en did end up getting to be like an order taker type of role. Okay. So, uh, you know, I got some great experience and I really did love it. And, you know, I, I loved being a salesperson and, you know, being out there and talking to people. So that was, mm. you know, a good lesson. But, you know, after four years, I decided to leave yeah. and um, had an opportunity to 
moved to Connecticut and sell insurance okay. for a, uh, a, or with a friend of mine that I went to college with, and he and his dad had an insurance agency. So, so I moved to Connecticut and okay. got my insurance license and hated it. It was, I was cold calling. Yeah. I'd call you up because I'd have a list and I'd say to people like, hey, I called you three years ago, which I never did. Mm. And we talked about your Nissan so-and-so because I knew that was true. Yes. And I'd have a record. And, and I'd say, can I give you a quote on your new car? And that's what I just did. I just all day long. All day long, and it, it, I really did not like it. Yes. Again, good that I learned that. Good experience. That. Yeah. Yeah. Good experience. He ended up uh, moving to Atlanta and selling the business. So okay. I, I was there for six, eight months. You know, mm. a short period, um, and left, and then kind of moved back home, and really didn't know what to do at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I had a communications degree from Syracuse, and. Um, really kind of thought about what is it that I'm going to do next. And yes. so um, and I really liked kind of the retail side of things and the marketing side of things. And so I got an internship at an advertising agency. Oh. And uh, that ended up being great. That translated into a advertising job in Boston. And I did that for a bunch of years and switched from general advertising to direct mail and or direct marketing. Uh, worked with some pretty big accounts like CVS Pharmacy and mm. had a great time you know, doing that and really liked it. Uh, but after seven or I think it was seven or eight years, I left there and wanted to work for the, on the client side of things. So I became a shoe a shoe guy and worked for Rockport Shoes mm-hmm. um, and did that for quite a while in, in sales and marketing roles for the Rockport company. Um, and, you know, all along, I've been blessed with great managers and great bosses. And so, I, again, I, I enjoyed that. It was a like Budweiser. It was a tangible product that I could see on shelves, and mm-hmm. I could kind of appreciate that. I've always liked that aspect. Um, so I did that for a while, and, and then it was just kind of time for a change and uh, ended up at Bose. So I, I was at Rockport for about seven years okay. and um, moved on to, to Bose in a retail marketing type of role. So again, kind of, th- there was a, a path here, right? Yeah. It's a lot of retail, it's sales, it's marketing, um, and had an opportunity to join Bose in, in that capacity. And uh, I was at Bose for 13 years and did, a, did just that, retail marketing and merchandising at Bose. Um, so I focused... Uh, you know, I, I had teams that worked on merchandising Bose products. Mm-hmm. So you want to go to a Best Buy and try on a pair of headphones or listen to a speaker, then it's on a display. And yeah. so I program managed the teams that did that. You know, it started out at Circuit City, if you remember Circuit I, I City. I did. We had one in my town uh, growing up. All right. Yeah. Growing up, yep. Um, so, and, and then it ended up becoming a global role. So... The retail merchandising was something I did and really enjoyed. Oh, cool. Was, yeah. It was, the global component of that must be wild. I got to travel to places yeah. that I never would have, and uh, so that was great. And just to see how retail is done in different areas of the country or different areas of the world. Yeah, like the really buying cool. habits must be so different. Yeah, it, there's a lot of similarities, are, too. Okay, yeah. Um, so it wasn't so different, okay. but, you know, every everyone thinks that they're different. Yeah. But at the end... Oh. Kind of my role was to try to make them as similar as possible. Mm. So, you know, we could have one size fits all type displays, which never really worked. Yes. But, um, as close as you could. Kind yeah, of exactly. Yeah. So, 
and you know, Bose is a great product, and so I, I loved that. And the people I worked with there were fantastic. A mm -hmm. lot of great friends came out of there. Um, towards the end of my 13 years, the, the role was mm -hmm. changing. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't so thrilled about it, about my role, but I, I, again, what kept me there were you know, the people. Relationships. Yeah. What, what about your role changed? Less of something and more of another, or...? Uh, it became uh, very different. It was okay. it was less about retail merchandising, okay, um, and more about um, I'm forgetting the the term e-commerce. No, it, it it was just it, it was more of a, a it wasn't a program manager role okay. anymore. I was kind of okay. I, I didn't have as much say into things as I wanted uh, to. Um, the term will come to okay. me, but yeah, okay. I, I didn't really love where where was the that? direction they were going in, which which is fine. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't for me. Hey, it happens. 13 years is a long go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, th I always thought that I would stay, and I mm -hmm. wasn't looking to leave. But, you know, Bose, as you probably know, has had a lot of troubles over the last few years. And I was caught up in a layoff. And um, that was, you know, a, a really tough day. Yes. To, yes. You know, it's never easy to get let go. And, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it was the kick in the pants that I needed. Mm -hmm. and, and I always knew that I wanted to do something different. Okay. And and that was that was true through my whole career. And I'll bring it back to Rich Dad Poor Dad. Like Rich Dad Poor Dad planted a seed in me that there's got to be a better way, that there is a different way to do things. And but it, you know and you could probably tell already from my comment about Anheuser Busch and how my parents were kind of against that. My parents were very traditional. Mm -hmm. My father had, you know, a, a great corporate career for, for his entire career, very mm -hmm. conservative. And that was, that was my upbringing. And so, uh, you know, I grew up and if you know the book, you know, I was the son of the poor dad, Yes. you know, and by no means is my dad poor, right. but you know, in the book, that's, you know, he, he was like the professor. He in trades, the book. he trades his time for his salary. Yep. I think that's the biggest difference, right? The rich dad uh, is making money while he's asleep. Correct. And the, and the poor dad in the book is trades his time for like a salary, like like it, 90 it, plus percent of us do. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, I, I, I look at it more of the, you know, the conservative, the, you know, you mm. get a good job, you grow through the ranks, you pay a lot of taxes. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, that's kind of how it goes, it's, right? It's and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And my father did great. But that's and that was how I was brought up, and that was basically where I was going. Mm -hmm. But I always thought that there had to be this other way, and so you know the other side of that book, the rich dad. It just so happens that I grew up with you know, one of my best friends from kindergarten. His dad is, was the rich dad, and mm -hmm. his dad had businesses. His dad did things, you know, very differently. You know, more much more entrepreneurial than for sure than my dad was, right. uh, and so he grew up. With that type of background, and so we were, I, in my mind, you know, rich dad, poor dad. I was living it. Yes. And I always felt that way that you know there's got to be a better way. And so he, my friend, went the rich dad way, mm -hmm. you know, and started his own businesses, and you know he's done great. So I end up getting, and he knew this the whole time. You know, we've been friends for over 50 years, and so he knew that I always wanted to do something different. And, and he, as a matter of fact, you know, back to one of my quotes, and I didn't intend to tie this all together, but... You're killing he, it right now. <laughs> he, he always said, like, if you want to do something, then take a shot. 
Like, ah, like yeah. go do it. Right. Enough talking about it. Mm. You know, I'm 30 years old, and geez, there's got to be a better way. I'm 40 years old, there's got to be a better way. Mm. Like, well, go do it. Like, what do you want to do? And I always would say, I, you know, maybe real estate, something like that. And so, so one day while I was still at Bose, actually, I did. I bought a condo as an investment property, and that was me taking a swing. You doing it? Yep, I did it. And, and that felt really good. Like cool. I did it. It's very scary yeah. and, and risky, but you know, it was a, it was a condo. It wasn't a yeah. tremendous thing, but I did it. That, that felt good. So now I get laid off from Bose yes. and he's one of my first phone calls. Like, Hey, you know, what do you think I should do? And he said, well, if I were you, I would not look for another corporate job. And, you know, I'll never forget those words because mm. I felt like he's right. Like yeah. this, this is my shot. This is my time. Very scary, mm. but because I don't know what that means, what am I going right. to do? Right. But you know, he encouraged me to do something different. Yeah, it's not a beaten path to follow. Correct. Yeah. Intra- and do you know you're going to get laid off from Bose? Like, do you feel it imminently coming as the yeah. co- as it happened, or were you blindsided by that? Oh no, I. I and I mean, there's there's always Waves. well at yeah. Bose. I think you, you know you, you, we knew when it was coming. Like, yes. there's going to be a layoff in. December. There's going to be a layoff you know, yeah. three months from now. You know, did I know that I was going to be part of it? As it got closer, it was pretty clear. And then mm. I, I got the, uh, the invitation to meet with HR, you know, the day that things were happening. So yeah. I was pretty, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Much I, knew just, what I, I always wonder, like, because I feel like, uh, I, f- I feel like if I put myself in a situation like that, you could kind of see it coming, but you're almost in like, I think at times I'd be in denial. I'm like, well, maybe it won't happen to me or, or, you know, like, until it actually happens, and then you're like, "Huh, okay." Like yeah. I, I just imagine that was a really difficult day after 13 years. Uh, again, yes and no. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, at the it, time, it, yeah, and then kind of now when you look back, less so. Well, I mean, even at, at the time, you've got a family. Yes. You know, like there's this isn't like I'm living in mom's basement, right? And it's not going to be that big of a deal, right? Like I've got a family and a mortgage and, and a condo I just bought, like, <laughs> right? You know, I right. got stuff going on, mm-hmm. and now this happens, and so yeah, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And I think that's really why I stayed at Bose as long as I, long as I did because it's safe. Yes. So it was safe, but I think I really did hope that something good would come of this, mm. that the next move would be great, that, mm-hmm. you know, I was at a point in my life where hopefully I could do something that I was really excited about, and I knew that I wasn't uh, in the right place at Bose. The word I was looking for, that the position yes. that they had started at Bose was agile, agile. Um, you hear about it in engineering, yes. which yes. you're probably IT more familiar too, with. yeah. Right, and they started it in marketing, okay. and it just wasn't yeah. for me. Yes. It's great for the company or great for other companies, but I, I just didn't appreciate or I didn't love the role that yes. I had with okay. Agile. No, that makes sense. Okay, so so you get laid off, you call your buddy. Do you still start applying to other jobs? Like, do you still practice the safe route to a degree? I started to a, a little bit. I, yeah, okay. I went to, they gave, gave me an outplacement agency. And yes. I went to a meeting at the outplacement agency and uh, ironically, or maybe intentionally, it was five or six 50-year-olds, all over 50, meeting with the outplacement agency. And the first thing that she said was, this will not be your last career ser- or job search. So in other words, wow. you're in your 50s, and 
you know, this is what happens. Like, this is, you're going to get another job, you will get another job, but then you're going to be looking again for another job. And so she was pretty blunt of that. Brutal, like on the ageism piece? Was that what she was trying to infer? Not as much that. Okay, okay. I didn't, at least that's how I didn't take it. I took it more as like, nowadays, there isn't as much loyalty with companies as there used to be. Right on, okay. So as Epo's for 13 years, the chance of that happening again is And Rockport for another seven before that, right? And you, uh, like when, as a recruiter, when you were going through your time, I was like, wow, loyal guy. Yeah, <laughs> that was like literally my yeah, yeah. yeah. But my and that's I did think that was more. Yeah, of okay. Point. It was just like the world is a different place now. That the world's a different place, and even though you might think you're kind of you know on the back nine, mm. you probably still have a couple of jumps ahead of you. Interesting. I didn't love that idea because I am a loyal guy, and I didn't yeah. really want like the idea of bouncing around and doing this multiple times and mm-hmm. learning where the restroom is and all that stuff. Do you think that? Do you think that? Uh, it's a quick aside, but do you think that comes from like I know you you know. You're a sports guy, athletics guy. Mm. Do you think that comes from athletics? Like, e- even growing up playing, like, mm. high school sports, and then your senior year, you're like, ah, I wish I had a couple more years. Like, you don't ever want to kind of give up. Because, right. I, I, like, I battle. I mean, I've, I am living the weirdness, right? Like, I'm on year 14 at this company, which mm. doesn't happen that much at, right. in my demo. And I just don't, like, it's like, I don't know if it's going to be better somewhere else. I'm, I'm sure all <laughs> yeah. the problems are, you know, they're people... The grass Process. is always greener. Yeah, right? it's just like I'm sure there's also problems over there too. So yep. I, I I just wonder where that comes from, because it, it is less. It's like an average of thirty months or something today. Thirty months. We're counting it At in times, months. Yeah, That's I think crazy. so. I know. Yeah, I I don't know. It doesn't I, inspire I, you. <laughs> thirty <laughs> months. No. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. All. Yeah. Um, so uh, so that happens. So you know. I, Call my friend, tell him that this happened, and we'll mm. figure something out. And uh, so, what do you want? Like, you know, it's, it's really on me. He was yeah. just there to kind of guide the ship a little bit. But you know, I, so I said, um, well, maybe I, I've always wanted to invest in real estate, and mm. I have the one condo. Maybe we could do more. Yeah. So, all right, you know, where do you want to do that? Like, he's just totally guiding, but not telling me what to do. And so, I said, well, I think Worcester is a great location, mm. and. So go look in Worcester. So I, I went and, you know, spent, I don't know, a few months looking at multifamilies in Worcester and and finally in, and found a six-family in Worcester that was great. And, um, you know, with his help, we ended up buying it. Oh, cool. So we partnered on this multifamily, yeah. this six-family. And, cool. um, and so now I'm, now I'm a landlord, and as I mentioned to you earlier, that... I bought that March of 2020. So the best time. <laughs> <laughs> learning learning to be a landlord during COVID yes. was was a little nerve-wracking. Yes. You know, will people pay and what's mm. going to happen and what are my protocols as a landlord and mm. all that. So anyways, um, great experience and so that's that has gone well. Um, but that wasn't going to be enough. Did you sell the condo or did you still have the condo as well at this I, time? I, at that time I had the condo. Cool. All right. Um, but still, it's not enough to, right. to live off of. Right, yes. And so I went and got my real estate license and oh, became right. an agent. Yes. And, um, you know, studied my ass off to, to get that. It's not as easy as some people might I think. I can imagine. Um, but got my license and because I thought that that would be a nice way to supplement. You know, I could be a landlord. I'd have some flexibility to be able to do what I needed to do in Worcester, but I could also try to break into real estate. Mm-hmm. 
And so being a landlord was hard enough during COVID. Being a new real estate agent during COVID was just ridiculous. Like, yeah. you know, sending out postcards and letting people know that I'm an agent yeah. and trying to tell people. But, uh, you know, and especially in the town that we live in, it's not easy to break into real estate. Everyone knows a realtor and there's a lot of great realtors. And mm. so it's, it's not easy. And the brand, and the brand takes a while to build. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. I would, Huge aha, I would say. I, I wouldn't have guessed that either until mm. you live it and you see. I didn't. I've never lived it until I've seen it. I'm yeah. like, Oh wow! It's you couldn't just set up shop here. You gotta like no. you're in for the long haul. Right. It, it, right. Exactly. And yeah. and those that do well are in it for the long haul. That's exactly what, right. And you gotta just yeah. keep on hammering it. And, right. Um, so I'm still licensed. I've renewed my license, um, but I don't. I haven't really used it. I use it a bit when I'm renting apartments, my own apartments. Yes. But. You know, I really am not selling real estate right now because a few months later, an opportunity to buy a self-storage facility came up in Worcester. Okay. My partner, my my friend, that's his main business is self-storage. Oh, okay. So, So he found this opportunity. It came to his desk, and he immediately asked me if I'd want to partner with him on that. Given that it's in Worcester, now we have the six family in Worcester, mm-hmm. and so you want to buy a storage facility in Worcester. So you know both of these things. You know, talk about you're not going to get a hit unless you take a swing. Like yes, you know it's it's a it's a big it's a big moment I to, would, to, to decide have, to do that. I would imagine so. Uh, big investment. Yes. You know, and and you know for him, it, you know, not that big of a deal. He he had done it. You know, at this point, he's done it thirty something times, and, mm. and, and so. You know, it's a very different story for me. Again, back to the book, like growing up conservative kid, you know, dad doesn't take a lot of risks. And now here right. I am, I'm going to swing for the fences here and mm-hmm. see what I can do. And so, I, again, I had no idea that that was coming. And I'm so thankful to have this friend that has presented me with these opportunities. And because without him, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really sure what I would be doing. Mm-hmm. But because I had that relationship with him and because he's such a great guy, I was able to, to partner with him on storage, something that I knew nothing about. And so we, we bought this 340-unit uh, 300 storage facility in a 120-year-old building in Worcester. Wow. Yeah. Needed a lot of work. I bet. There's a lot of upside. Right? Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. It, it was pretty run down. It was a, a self-storage facility that to begin with. So there was cash flow already, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of opportunity there and that's what, what he saw. And I could see it very clearly too. Interesting. So you get laid off and then now, when did you get laid off timing wise? Uh, it was mean, around November 1st, 2019. Yeah. And you, and you, and you bought that six family in March. In March. And then we bought this in, I think it was May. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty fast. Exciting. We're, we, uh, so exciting. Yeah. Like, can I, uh, if I'm prying too much, just tell me to F off. Uh, like, are you like, I, I, I never thought that we would be potentially sharing your story in terms of like the, I, the pivot is interesting. I think there's also probably a bunch of people that might listen in that are in their fifties looking for a job. I never really mm. anticipated that when you walked in the door, I was more just excited to hear about how you parlayed all your experience into the new gig. Yeah. But I think to myself, did you give yourself a time frame? Like, so that happens in November of 2019. Mm. You said it took a couple months to 
land the place and you were looking for work, but you, I know you have children. I know you have yeah. a, a, a wife, like a lifestyle. Yep. Like, like yep. can you just talk to me about the pressures? Were you giving yourself a timeline or were you... Well, you know, so I, I've talked a lot about my friend and how fortunate I am to have him. I'm, I'm also okay. uh, incredibly blessed and fortunate to have an unbelievable wife mm. who works full-time and has health insurance, mm. okay. which it probably was the number one yes. issue, right? If yes. I needed to have my own insurance, then I probably would be back at a, a corporate, corporate job. Yeah. yeah, okay. So so that bought you a little time. It bought me time. Okay. I had some severance from Bose. That yes. bought me time. Okay. Um and the I, clock was ticking, yep. and you were thinking, feeling the pressure, but it wasn't yep. like, Monday, I need to start flipping burgers at McDonald's to make ends meet. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for sure, it, it, there's pressure. You know, for sure, I, I had, you know, given my age, you know, I, I had saved some money. So, yes. you yeah. know, there, there was some cushion there, and... Uh, but time, you don't, yeah, but you're not looking to dip into that after all that work either, right? Well, y yes and no. Okay. You know, n no, that's not the ideal world yes. to dip into that. But you know, if there's, I would rather do something like invest in something and have the potential upside Cash because flow. that's what I didn't have at mm -hmm. Bose. That's yes. what I felt I didn't have. Like yes. good job, but I'm going to get that three percent increase next year and then the next year and so it's on. Barely going to cover the inflation. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm never gonna, it, it, I'm never gonna get that big hit. Yes, that's how I felt, and yes. so I would rather do what I did, mm. which was take a risk yes. and hope that you know I could get a really good hit out of it. And uh, and, and in addition, like there's definitely two sides. There's the financial side that you're asking about, yeah. but there's also the personal side, like stepping out and doing something different. Yes. Well, the angst, but the excitement. Yeah. Okay. Is yes. Awesome. Exhilarating. It is because I had wanted to do something like this for so long, and so you know, I never thought like when I first read Rich Dad Poor Dad that I'm going to get into self storage. Yes. But here it is, the opportunity presented, and and I jumped on it, and it's worked out really well. It's been great. Very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. And so you still have the six family. Yeah, so just to kind of round off that yeah, story, yeah. so um, so that the six family and the the storage facility in Worcester, we grow the storage facility in Worcester because there's there's space in this building to add more units. So we build it up to about 500 units from like 340. You said, or yeah. Something like that? Okay, so we cool. add about 150 more units to it. We put a new roof on. We painted the whole inside. Like we really cleaned the thing up. Okay, and. Um, Except the one thing that we couldn't clean up was the 100-plus-year-old elevator. So the elevator needed to be replaced, mm. and that ended up being a much bigger deal. It, it Due to code violations, well, not violations, but code compliance, yes. it was going to be a huge thing, much more than just the elevator to replace. So uh, we decided to say, could we sell it? And you know, rather than investing in mm -hmm. this elevator, the the facility was doing great. Yes, but the elevator was the Achilles' heel. Okay, and so we we put it on the market, uh, and we ended up selling it before I sold it. Before we sold it, um, back to the condo. I did. I I sold the condo and I bought a three family across the street from the six family in Worcester. Oh. So I kind of, the, the, the play there was to just consolidate yes. and have, instead of having to drive into Boston for maintenance things or tenants, that I had, now I have nine units across the street from each other in yes. Worcester. 
in the storage facility. So it's like, all right, my little world in Worcester. Yeah, here. you're going to work in Worcester. Going to work in Worcester, right. which, which worked out great. And then, you know, we decided to sell it, and then it, it sold pretty quickly. So that, you know, now I've got the nine units in Worcester, but we sold the storage facility. Okay, so you're looking for your next thing. Which we found, and we hope. Very cool. Yeah, very exciting. So it's taken a little while. Yeah. Um, you know, especially given, you know, the situation with the economy and yes. uh, interest rates and all that. Like, there wasn't a lot of activity over the last year in terms of storage facilities becoming available and the ability to buy. Um, but we did find another one in Lakeville, Mass. Yes, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, down yeah. Route 495. Yes. And um, that will be, that's brand new. So we're buying it from the builder okay. who, who built it purposefully for self-storage, and we're buying it from him as he completes it. We will take it over. Wow. And so that is uh, probably going to open on May 1st, so a month from now. Oh, congrats. Yeah, thanks. Oh, that's so sweet. It is. Okay. It's, it's really exciting. So we're able to you know, parlay the, the funds from Worcester into, into that. Um, and now it'll be, you know, it'll be very different for me because I'm going from a 120 year old building to yeah, a brand, brand new building. New, yeah. So, and I think the customers will appreciate that too. Yes. Which will be yes. Great. Everything will be brand spanking. Right. Do you, if I may, do you like when you, um, bought the six family and then bought the 340 spots in Worcester? Yeah. Did, did you, did the loyal long-term thinker like, uh, little C conservative thought process go through your mind of like, oh, now I'm in this for the long haul. Like, were you shocked that you turned around and sold it so quickly based on what had gone on? Because I, I don't know, I, like part of me goes, it'd be so sweet to get in that position. There's mm. cash flow coming. Yeah. It's Do you good... milk it or, or were you like, were you like prepared for that to a degree? Uh, so it's all new for me. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, and I, and I, Back to the partner, like so lucky. Yeah. You know, okay. Very fortunate. You know, he's been down all these roads before. Like, so, you know, nothing is really... He's new. got a playbook, so to speak. Yeah. From this guy of a lot of handle. Okay. It's not really new to him. So, like, everything that would be really freaking me out, he's handled it before. He's He's been there. And so, you know, he has some great wisdom with all of this. And so, mm. um, you know, the, the Worcester is not an easy market. I, you yeah, know, it's, okay, the, yeah. the clientele was, was difficult. Mm -hmm. The 120 or 100-year-old elevator, you know, we knew from day one was going to be an issue. Okay. So, you know, was I prepared for it? I, I think, to your point, like, what I love about it and what was difficult to step away from is that I, I love developing relationships. And mm. the people that were our customers in Worcester you know, I, I really enjoyed those relationships. And so we were walking away from that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. That, that to me was tougher than selling the business. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. I always, uh, you know, the advice people got, but the advice people give you when you buy a house is like, well, don't fall in love with the house because then you're not negotiating, you know, so to speak. Right. And it's like, yeah, but I suck at that. Right. <laughs> like that's it's a, very emotional. It's awesome, dad. Yeah. Great advice. But like, I also... Raising my family here, and I love yep. this place. So I, I think I, I was interested to know. I was trying to get a, a, a bird's eye view into does that happen in the commercial space as much? Yeah, I mean, we, we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that building in, in a short amount of time. Yes, you know, we we really turned it around and did. I think we did a great job, and then built a lot of relationships. Well, it's sold so from that. Too. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so, that's a phenomenal pivot. Oh, it's great. It's great. I, I was very. I feel really lucky. 
to yes. be in this position and really happy to have done it. Like, no regrets. And, you know, as, as Todd has said to me, like, do you want to take the shot or not? Yeah. And that's we, it's and you took it for sure. It. it had to be nerve wracking. So at this point, do you find yourself okay? May first kicks off. You have a good year or so. Do you find that you're gonna? Are you are you gonna go after more of these uh, units, multifamily units, or do you think you'll um, go after the self storage, or do you think you're gonna just keep uh, taking it day by day? No, I have a clear, clear easy cut. answer for that. Yeah. One. Okay, it's uh, so multifamily. You know, every unit has a bathroom, every unit has a, a kitchen, every unit has, uh, you know, a toilet that's going to flood. A and, human that lives in it? And and humans, right. Yeah. The humans that live there, exactly. Yes. Um, uh, you know, in Worcester, well, and the same will be true in Lakeville. You know, it's 500 units and one bathroom. Mm-hmm. In Worcester, we it wasn't even a heated space. So, mm. you know, my utilities were low. I didn't have to worry about, you know, heat where, you know, with tenants... You know, they're obviously real people that I worry yes, about. Yes. That if the heat goes out in the, in a cold snap, you know, if it goes out in my house, I'll deal with it. My family will put on you know hats and right. coats and we'll we'll figure it out. Right. If it goes out with my tenants, that really like that scares me. Mm-hmm. You know, I really worry about that type of thing. Yes. Um, plumbing issues, all of those those major issues. I I worry about that as a landlord. Yeah. Um, and so. So to your question, you know, the way that I would rather go is for sure self-storage. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's, that's my hope is that um, I, I, selling Worcester that quickly was kind of a one-off. I don't see that happening again. Yeah. Um, so I could see us keeping Lakeville and then Building just buying another yeah. one or two. Or oh, so, so cool. Are yeah. you um, find yourself uh, more fulfilled in your day-to-day than you were in, in your corporate life? I do. Um, Hard to uh, compare. Well, there there are days like the difference, and you know we talked about it on kind of on the way in here. Like yeah. I enjoy interacting with people. Yes. And you know it's you know we sold Worcester in I think it was September, and so you know it's it's been a, a chunk of time now, and yeah. so you know staying motivated when you know you don't have a job to show up to is you know that that's. I think I've done well at that. Like, I think yeah. I'm pretty motivated. You still see me at the gym at you 6 a.m.? Every, ta- every day. Um, and I, you know, so that gets me going every mm-hmm. day is get to the gym and then start the day. And, you know, I think with a corporate job, it's sometimes it's... It, it, it's a little easier to be there. Because you have to be there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and so there are days that I could just blow off a whole day. Mm-hmm. And some of that is the nice part of be, about being self-employed is that, yes. you know, I could, but but I don't. Okay. Um, so I stay pretty yeah. motivated. So you de- I was going to ask you if you regret anything, but it sounds like not at all with the pivot. Zero. Yeah. Zero regrets. That's awesome. a- absolutely. Yeah. It was, again, you know, I, I loved working at Bose and all my colleagues and friends and managers were great. But I think, I th- and, and it wasn't just me that got let go, but at the same time, I think that they gave me the kick in the pants that I needed. Mm. And, um, to take a swing. So I could take the swing. Yeah. Do you feel like your um, new profession, vocation to a degree, like has that changed any of your relationships or dynamics at home? Like has it improved? I'm always interested in the compounding effect of things. Interesting question. So like, you know, you start going to the gym and then all of a sudden I'm eating healthier 
and now I'm sleeping better. Mm. And I'm doing all these other things that are like are related, but that was not why I started going. And I'm interested, like, have you found any compounding effects well, of, of this I, new role? The, the biggest and easiest one is certainly that I'm home for my kids. You're not missing any softball games. Correct. Yeah, you I know, I, I've got a daughter that's a freshman. I, well, you know, my son's a senior in high school, and so his mm. soccer team went to the state championship. Yeah, and Hell of a run. Just to be able to go to a, you know a lot, if not all of those games, was awesome. And mm-hmm. to be there for my daughter now is great too. And that that's been the biggest thing for okay. me is that you know I'm, I'm able to spend more time. Yes. Yes. Did you feel like though? I feel like a company like Bose, and you know it better than I do. I feel like you probably would have been able to make most of that, right? Is it was it an autonomous place or not as much with the travel? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I always felt guilty. Yeah. You know, I, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I, yes. I, I think that if I ever asked, you know, can I go to a game? Yeah. You know, are you okay if I leave at three o'clock today? The answer, of course, would have been yes. Yes. You know, I, I think we're all mature enough that as long as you're getting a job done, that's all that really matters. Right. But, you know, I just have some professionalism in me that would say, Professional you know, I did that last yeah. week. I'm not sure I can do mm-hmm. that again this I, week. Okay. That makes a ton of sense. Where now you don't feel beholden to that because you're getting the job done and you are the boss of you. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's been a huge benefit, too. Very cool. Yeah. Are you, um, do you ever pinch yourself and go, why the hell didn't I do this at 30? Huh. Or, do you, uh, or do you not think about it like that? Well, I can't really look back. I mean, you know, it's not going to help you. anything to you. look yeah. back. But, you know, I have a son who's 18, mm-hmm. and, you know, would I love him to see him buy a piece of real estate once he graduates from college? You know, absolutely. I just yeah. had him invest in a mutual fund at 18 years old. Yeah. So, you know, if that fund, if he keeps that for a long time, like those are things that yes. I, I don't have any regret of starting when I did. Like I, I just I had to figure it out, yes. and this is how long it took for me. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to get into real estate, which I think is a great business to get into, mm-hmm. the younger you can get in, the earlier yes. you get in, the more better going to compound. Be. Yeah. Now, that makes a lot of sense. What, what, what would you, uh, any advice other than take a shot with uh, other people that are getting laid off right now? It's an interesting time in our, in our job market. We're in a weird place because you're getting, it's funny, there's a lot of news about, um, I, I obviously live in labor mm-hmm. markets all day long. And there's a lot of news uh, that dominates our uh, news cycle about layoffs and where the economy is at. But the f- the true data shows us that we just literally don't have enough people. So even though we'll, we're probably in a recession, most recessions have a you know an inverse of supply and demand of people. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. one we have not trended in that way yet. Yeah. There's still 11 million jobs and yeah. five million people on unemployment. So it's an interesting dynamic. But I'm interested, like for the fellow person laid off, if you have any additional advice you'd share with them? Um, you know, I, I, I guess for me, I, I feel like like a couple things happened that, you know, m- my relationship with my friend was mm-hmm. obviously huge. Yes. The timing in terms of, you know, my, my wife's fully employed and does well and um, health insurance and, and all that. Um, and I think a little bit of my experience level. Like I had enough experience to be able to be confident in what I can do on this side. If I was really young, I'm not sure I would have been able to do that. So I I think there was some some luck, some relationships, some timing for me. And that's what made it all work for me. 
So you know, advice to someone else is like, you, you, you do need to be careful. You know, like you can take a risk and but not have insurance. Yes. You can take a risk. Like I, I, again, just super fortunate to have someone that to partner with that has all this experience. Mm-hmm. And so you know, there are answers to every single question I have. If I were alone at this, you don't even know what you don't know. Yes. Like it, it's so you know if you can find a mentor. Th- then that can help you along the way, then that would be great. And I mean, I, th- I think it's feels great to be able to do it, but I, I don't think that it's a smart move for everyone. Yeah. I, that, oh, that makes a ton of sense. And to your point about like, you're fortunate to have the experience professionally, mm-hmm. like maybe that 30 year old Eric wouldn't actually have made the same decisions based on not having the additional years of experience. Um, right. It's but- something you kind of, don't think about when you look at things through a revisionist lens. Right. I, you know, for me, you know, I was always strong at project management and yeah. that's what I do a lot of today. That's your, that's your life, right? Right. Now at this point. So, yeah. so I, I'm using that background. Mm-hmm. Just applying the skills to a different application. Yeah. I, I also feel like something you mentioned too, that I, I would, that I noticed was you, you, uh, I think it's cliche to say like the failing forward, but you kept at bats, meaning like, you also still try to get your real estate. You did get your real estate license. Yeah. You did try to sell real estate. And then you're like, you know what? Not for me. Which which I think yeah. is like, I think some people get into things and they realize it's not for them. And then they kind of get it. They lose their, uh, the juice to try something new. Yep. And it's like, ah, don't worry about it. Like you're going to, you're going to kick a brick once in a while. You don't know things until you try them. Well, yeah, to, to me, uh, more than real estate, because I, I don't think real estate was necessarily a fail. I think. Oh, I just, I just meant the agent I, part where you like, you. Th- I think you, I, I'm sorry, I understood you going in being like, oh, I'm also going to be able to supplement this and then being like, wow, I don't think I'm really going to make it work from a cash flow standpoint that way. Sorry. Well, no, that, that is true. Okay. I, I, it's, it would have, it does take a long time yeah. to develop clientele. Relationships, uh, yeah. Uh, right. So that would that would have taken years. And, you know, I still maintain the license because yes. you never know. Um, Keeps you sharp, uh, too, probably. Yeah, and I think yeah. I, I as, as hard as I studied and, you know, the, everything that I learned, I think that that was beneficial, too, especially being a landlord. I think it was, it was all good to know. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't look at it as, like, wasted either. I, I, the, the, the one experience, and I like I said before, I think you learn from even the bad experiences. And mm. I've been pretty fortunate that the only negative experience that I had was being an insurance salesman. Yes. You know? Yes. And so I learned a ton from that. Right. Um, and, you know, real estate, I'm still learning from. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll keep the license. And you never know. It's, yes. You, you truly never know. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's what's great about the story. And I also think, uh, to your point, on the mentorship... Uh, I feel like if you don't have a good mentor, sometimes when you're going through the bad times, you don't realize that they're just wonderful experiences for the future. Yeah. Well, like a mentor sometimes will keep the, you in check. Um, happened to me recently. I was going through some stuff at work, and the person's like, yeah, well, you don't know what you're doing. Like, it's, it's okay. Yeah, this sometimes is, you like, need to hear that. Yeah, like you're going to look back on this in 10 years and be like, I'm really glad that happened. Right. It's like, ah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm fucking that up. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Such, an, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> so, I have no idea. So, um, you shouldn't have any idea. But I, Eric, thanks for coming on and yeah. sharing your story. Really cool pivot. Really Thank cool you. pivot. I mean, to uh, to really take a left-hand turn or a different fork in the road, let's say, um, after 
uh, amassing a hell of a lot of credentialing and professional experience in, in one specific thing is a uh, is a bold move. So I'm pumped yeah. for you, man. Thanks. Pumped, Appreciate pumped you having to me. Share your journey and uh, yeah, awesome to be here. Yeah, see you at the gym. <laughs> Sounds good. Take care.